Praise the Lord. Joshua chapter 3, verse number 6. If you found it, shout amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm thankful for his presence. It makes the difference. Amen. Makes the difference. Joshua chapter 3, verse number 6. The word of the Lord says, And Joshua spake unto the priest, saying, Take up the ark of the covenant and pass over before the people. And they took up the ark of the covenant and they went before the people. Skip down to verse 14, please. And it came to pass when the people were moved from their tents to pass over Jordan, that the priest bearing the ark of the covenant before the people, and as they that bear the ark were come unto Jordan, somebody say Jordan, Jordan. and the feet of the priests that bear the ark were dipped in the brim of the water, for Jordan overfloweth all its banks all the time of harvest. That the waters which came down from above stood and rose up upon a heap very far from the city of Adam that is beside Zaratan, and those that came down toward the sea of the plain, even the salt sea, failed and were cut off, and the people passed over right against Jericho. And the priests that bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of Jordan. And all the Israelites passed over on dry ground until all the people were passed clean over Jordan. They're going to blast the shofars tonight, and I want you to give God a shout of praise in this place if you can. Look at your neighbor and say, on the other side of Jordan. I want to preach on the topic tonight, if I can, on the other side of Jordan. It is no secret that we are living in a time of great release. God is moving and working, and we are seeing a supernatural release of God's presence like we have never seen before. And heaven, indeed, has opened up its windows and God has released what he said he would do in the last days. But how many knows that even in the midst of this great release that the enemy is relentless? Because I don't know about you, but confession is good for the soul. But warfare has intensified. Warfare in the mind, warfare in the body, warfare, amen, all around has intensified. But I've come to tell somebody that might be facing a battle tonight. I woke up this morning and the Lord just dropped these scriptures into my spirit. And I begin to meditate on the Lord throughout the day today. And I've come to encourage somebody that is in this house of worship or maybe watching through live stream. That if you're going through intense warfare, hang on. You're just standing at the brink of your Jordan. And you're going to understand that in just a moment. But before we get to Joshua chapter 3, we've got to take a look at what happened before we get to this place. In Deuteronomy chapter 33, we find that Moses is giving the final blessing over Israel. In Deuteronomy chapter 34, God gives Moses a glimpse of what the promised land looks like. Moses was able to see the promise, but he was not able to walk into the promise or inherit the promise. And Deuteronomy Moses' eyes were not dim or his natural force 
abated. Which means that Moses was as strong then as he was when God first called him in Exodus chapter 3. When he stood there and the burning bush began to declare, I want you to go before Pharaoh and tell Pharaoh to let my people go that they may worship me in the wilderness. If I go, who shall I say sent me? Tell him that the I am that I am. And young Moses standing before King Pharaoh, strong and wise and bold, is the same Moses now at 120 years old who had the same natural eyesight and his natural force abated. And the Bible said that Moses died according to the word of the Lord. This word... Amen means mouth or blowing or to puff. So really, honestly, he died by the mouth of God or by the blowing of God or by the puff of God. It is called the divine kiss because Hebraic teaching says that it came from the mouth of the eternal. And Hebrew wisdom states that God came down and he kissed Moses on the forehead at his time of death. Can I tell you that Moses died according to Jewish history Moses died on the 13th day of Adar and when you study the life of Moses Moses was born on the 13th day of Adar which means Moses died on the same day he was born and according to Hebraic teachings when that happens you fulfill everything that God has commissioned you to do while you were on this earth but now Moses is gone and now Joshua at 80 some years old is now taking the ranks of Pastor Moses could you imagine being the associate pastor if I can say it that way to Moses and now the Hebrews listen you gotta understand they depended on Moses for everything they depended on him to hear from God they depended on him to lead them they depended on him to guide them. And now their commander-in-chief is now gone. And God tells Joshua, amen, in Joshua chapter 1, he said that after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord said unto Joshua, Moses is gone. Moses is now dead. And he said, now it is time for you to arise and take your position. Mm -hmm. God called him to pastor at 80-some years old. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine that? No. <laughs> but now, and Joshua, amen, is now called. In Joshua 1, 10, and 11, Joshua gives, was given instruction, and it reveals God's plan in his life. They told Joshua, amen, what are we going to do? Joshua said, we're going to do according to the word of the Lord. The Bible said, he told Joshua, be strong and of good courage. For as I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. Chapter, amen, 2, the Bible said that Joshua sends spies beyond Jericho's walls. And the Bible tells us that these spies ran into a woman by the name of Rahab. Rahab was an entertainer of men. That was her occupation. Long story short, Rahab knew who they were, but furthermore, she knew the God that they served. Because Rahab said, we already know that God has given you our city. The men of our city's hearts are waxed. 
hearts. They are afraid because we have heard how God has delivered you, amen, our city. And she said, do me a favor. She said, if you go, hide us, keep us. And, and, and they said, to her, we'll make this deal. If you hide us, we'll hide you. When we come to take the city, we'll spare you. And then they took the scarlet thread and they put it on the outside of the city. Amen. And Rahab, amen, hid them in chapter 2. But now we get to chapter 3 where I want to go. Oh, I'm just laying a foundation. Hang with me. The Bible said that Joshua rose up early in the morning and they removed from Shinem and came to Jordan. He and all the children of Israel and they lodged there. Look at somebody and say lodge. The word lodged in Hebrew means to stop. It means to say or it means to complain. Now, I know there's not anybody in this sanctuary that's ever complained. I know nobody in here has ever had that kind of conversation with the Lord. And you've been perfect and you've never complained. But I can tell you, ask for me in my house. I've had conversations with the Lord before. That when I was finished, I had to repent. Because I was complaining, I stopped and I stayed. And if we're not careful, we can get complacent in the place that we're in. And we will not pass over or transition or cross over. Amen. Three days they lodged there. And the Bible said in verse number three, amen, that God commanded the people that when they saw the Ark of the Covenant, when they saw God's, amen, covenant, that the priests and the Levites bearing it, that they shall remove from their place and go after it. Can I stop and tell you that if you pursue the presence of God, He will always make sure you're taken care of. Can I tell you that if you pursue the presence of God, that every step of a good man is ordained by the Lord. You may not know where you're going. You may not know how to get there. But if you'll follow after His presence, you see, you've got to understand that the ark was to move first. And then the people was to go behind Him and start pressing. The ark had to be 2,000 cubits, which is four-fifths of a mile or 4,166 feet, amen, ahead of the people. I think sometimes you and I get in trouble because we want to try to outrun the presence of God. I think sometimes we get in trouble because we want to get in a hurry. But God reminded me as we were worshiping and Haley was singing that His ways are not my ways. His thoughts are not my thoughts. I don't lean to my own understanding. But in all ways, if I acknowledge Him, He's going to direct my path. And if the presence of God takes me to it, the presence of God is going to take me through it. If the presence of God takes me to the fire, it's going to bring me through the fire. If the presence of God takes me, let me remind you that Isaiah 43 tells us that we may go through the water but we will not be flooded. We may go through the fire, but it will not burn us. Neither will the flame be kindled against us. Why? Because after you begin to follow after the presence of God, He'll go before you. He'll go behind you. He'll go around you. Not for just you, but for your children and your children's children and your children's children and to them that are far off. Can I pause and say that 
us to a dimension that we have never been before. When you look at verse number 4, it tells us this is a place where to that you have not been before. You have not passed this way here to before. I've come to tell somebody through the word of God that God's getting ready to take you into a new place in the spirit. That God's getting ready to take you into, I feel like preaching on a Thursday night. That God's getting ready to take you into a new dimension. But you've got to follow after the presence of God. And here's what I found out. Sister Sharon, if I follow after the presence of, of God, then my family's going to follow after the presence of God. And if I follow after the presence of God, then those that are in my life are going to follow after the presence of God. And if I follow after the presence of God, somebody's going to know it. I don't have to advertise it. I don't have to post it. I don't have to tell anybody. They're going to know it. Let me follow after the presence of of the Lord, like a deer panteth for the water brook, so does my soul long for me. Don't let me get ahead of you, God, but let me stay right where you're at because you lead me beside the still waters. You lead me in the path of righteousness. Yes, Is there anybody following after the presence of God? We've got to follow after Him every day. Uh, our obedience is better than our sacrifice. You follow after the presence of God. He'll tell you to do things sometimes but you're like, what in the world? I don't get it. I don't understand it. But it will make an impact. Can somebody shout hallelujah? What is the ark? The ark is a box or a chest. It's a gathering. A covenant. Amen. What was the ark of the covenant? The ark of the covenant, amen, was the very presence of the Lord. Uh -huh. It was the throne of God. What did the Ark of the Covenant possess? It possessed the golden urn of manna. It possessed Aaron's budded rod. And also the tablets of stone. Amen. Or the law. That golden urn of manna represents provision. Come on. That Aaron's budded rod. Amen. Represents power and authority. And the tablets of stone represent the word of God. Or the proclamation of God's word or promises. If I follow after the ark of the covenant or the presence of God. God will make sure that he gives me provision. God will make sure that in the time that I need it, there will be power and authority. God will make sure that at the time needed, he will send his word and proclamation over my life. He sent his word and it healed them and delivered them out of all of their troubles. There are some times when I'm following after the presence of the Lord that I just need one proclamation, one word from heaven that will give me enough strength just to make it just a little bit longer. I'm here to tell you that if you'll follow after the presence of God, you don't have to make it happen. If you follow after the presence of God, you don't have to worry about it. If you follow after the presence of God, goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life while you dwell in the house of the Lord forever. If I'll follow after the presence of God, He'll feed me when I need food. He'll supply my every need according to His riches in glory. If I follow after the presence of God, He'll make sure that I've got the authority in the name of Jesus to cast down everything that comes against me. If I follow
follow after the presence of God, he'll make sure that every word and proclamation that he's ever spoken to me personally or corporately will come to pass. Let every man be a liar, but let God be the truth tonight. I'm here to tell you, Judah Tabernacle, if we continue to follow after the presence of God, he can't help but pay this building off. If we follow after the presence of God, he can't help but supply the need that we need to start building that tabernacle. Amen. Behind us. If we'll follow after the presence of God, he'll send breakthrough, deliverance in the very time that we need it. Look at somebody and say, keep on following. Keep on following. Keep on following. Amen. Don't back up. Don't retreat. Don't stand still. But keep on moving forward. Amen. When you get discouraged, keep on moving. When you feel like you can't make it, keep on moving. When people come against you, keep on moving. When people talk about you, keep on moving. When you're facing a battle, keep on moving. When you're facing the fire, keep on moving. When you're facing the flood, keep on moving. Look at somebody say, I don't got time to stop now. I don't got time to stop now. I've got to keep on moving. I'm just about ready to get to the other side of Jordan. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at verse number five. Verse number five. And Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourself. For tomorrow the Lord is going to do wonders among you. Yes, he will. Let me give that in Matt Leslie's turn. Prepare yourself. God's getting ready to blow your mind. Yeah. Prepare yourself. How do you sanctify yourself? How do you prepare yourself? Pray. Fast. Come to church. Amen. Keep on following after the presence of the Lord. Verse number seven. And the Lord shall said unto Joshua, This day, look at somebody and say, Today's my day. Today's my day. Well, I begin to magnify thee in the sight of all of Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so shall I be with thee. Verse number seven, amen, says, I will magnify. That is a Hebrew word that means to make large. So in my terminology, God set somebody up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. God's getting ready to set you up. God's getting ready to promote you in the spirit. God's getting ready to magnify you. Verse number 10, this makes me want to shout. And Joshua said, Hereby ye shall know that the living God is among you. Amen. And that he will without fail, somebody say without fail, drive out from before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hevites, Prezizites, Girgashites, Amorites, and Jebusites. What does that mean? That means if I keep on following, God is going to drive out every enemy that's hindered me to get to the other side of Jordan. He'll remove every sick eye. He'll remove every attitude eye. He'll remove every fear eye. He'll remove every anxiety eye. Do you get what I'm saying? Anything and everything that stands in opposition to the will of God over your life and my life, if I'll just follow hard after the presence of God. Listen, they used to sing a song when I grew up. Charles Johnson and the Revivers. I'm going on with my Jesus just the same. I've made up my mind that I'm going to keep pursuing Him if nobody else does. I'm determined to follow His presence if nobody else wants to follow His presence. Because in His presence is joy. 
in the fullness of. Amen. Verse number 13 and 14. And it shall come to pass that as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests that bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth shall rest in the waters of Jordan, that the waters of Jordan shall be called off from the waters that come down from above, and they shall stand upon a heap. And it came to pass, because somebody say something's getting ready to happen. When the people removed from their tents, so when the people removed from the place that they were staying, when they removed from the place where they got comfortable, when they removed from the place of normalcy, <laughs> we should never get comfortable in our walk with God. Amen. When they decided to remove their tents to pass over Jordan, the priest that bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people. Look at your neighbor and say, Jordan. Jordan. You see, Jordan in the Hebrew, here's where I want to go. Jordan in the Hebrew means a descender. It means to descend. It means downward. It means to fall or to bring down. Can I say it this way? Jordan is like a downward spiral. Or Jordan can be a place of warfare. Anybody at your Jordan right now? Uh huh. That's why your mind is going through what it's going through. That's why the sudden attacks on your health and your body this week. Uh huh. That's why you haven't slept very well this week. Maybe somebody. That's why some of us are scratching our heads saying, wait a minute. I didn't see that out of nowhere. And all of a sudden, bam, here it is. Because you're at your Jordan. But can I tell you, instead of looking at Jordan as a negative place or a place of warfare, look at Jordan as a place of transitioning. Look at Jordan as a place of transitioning. You say, give me an example. I'm glad you asked. Jordan was more than just a river. But Jordan was a place of transition. Jordan is mentioned 175 times in the Old Testament and 15 times in the New Testament. Abraham and Lot parted ways at Jordan. Jacob wrestled with an angel and became Israel at Jordan. Elijah transitioned into heaven at Jordan. Elisha picked up the mantle at Jordan. Naaman the leopard was healed of leprosy at Jordan. John called folks to repentance at Jordan. Jesus was baptized at Jordan. God always brought his people to Jordan right before he was going to give them a great transition. So I've come to tell you, Judah Tabernacle, that we may be at Jordan right now. Most of us, amen, may have felt the heat of the battle. Most of us may have felt intense warfare. But I've come to encourage you on a Thursday night that you're just standing at Jordan because God's getting ready to transition you on the other side. God's getting ready to move you on the other side. Look at somebody say, you're getting ready to cross over. You're getting ready to cross over. But you've got to understand something. Before they could cross over, the Ark of the Covenant had to pass over. You can't cross over until God gives you a Passover. But I'm looking for somebody that's passed from death unto life. I'm looking for
for somebody that's passed from darkness to light and said the presence of God has passed over me and because I've gotten the Passover, now I'm ready to cross over. Hallelujah. So what happened? I'll tell you what happened, Brother Shane. They were at this place of transitioning. Now, according to Scripture, this was the fall time of the year because the Bible said that Jordan was over flooded. Uh -huh. The Bible said that Jordan was over flooded. The waters. Uh -huh. Verse 15. For Jordan overfloweth all of its banks at the time of harvest or in the fall. Mm -hmm. So Jordan was, amen, over flooded. Could you imagine what the people thought when they saw the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord start moving, Brother Steve? And all of a sudden, they thought, wait a minute. They're moving into the water. Hmm. They're moving into the place of transitioning. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. I don't mean to stay on that, but you know why the enemy's fighting? Because he knows we're getting ready to transition from one building to another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now that God has strategically placed us in this location for a reason. Mm -hmm. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to, Amen. Bring it up. I'm going to because if you want there Tuesday, I'm going to tell you so you can pray. Amen. With the folks that were asked to pray on Tuesday. Just right <coughs> directly down the road where the old library is on South High Street. Amen. Is now a facility. And I'm not going to go into all the details. But it's a facility where we desperately need to pray and ask God to shut it down. Because it is a facility. Amen. It is called Wicked Eden. And I'm trying to be sensitive to make sure there's no kids in here. But it is a place, amen, that promotes fornication. So let's just stop it right there. And it's directly down the street from us. Across the street from a school. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to go into it. But how many knows that because that pastor was talking to us Tuesday night, that that just brought intense warfare on South High Street. <laughs> For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers, and darkness of this world. I was listening, amen, today to a man of God preaching. And I agree with him when he made the statement, the devil's not hiding anymore. But he's right out in the open. Yep. Mm -hmm. He doesn't care. Amen. I was talking to my dear sister before church about some of the video games that are out now. That are full of violence. Amen. That's exactly what they are. Amen. They're obscene and they have no business being played by any of our youth. That's right. I'm saying that to say this. That the enemy is doing whatever he can. Yes. And he's not, amen, he's not letting go of any stops. So if he's being relentless and he's pursuing hard, we got to keep on following after the presence of the Lord that much harder. And here's what I believe. We've got the power, if we follow after the presence of God, and there is power and authority, amen, in the presence of God, 
We got the power to command that to be shut down. Well, I got about three or four people. Amen. But we can command that to be shut down. I said that to say this. Now, why all of a sudden is it here? Because the enemy knows that we're getting ready to transition. Mm -hmm. But I'm here to tell you that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But they are mighty through God. Through the pulling down of strongholds. And I'm here to tell somebody that if we'll keep on pursuing and we'll stay at this place of transitioning. That God is going to move us on the other side of Jordan. The Bible says, hey amen, i got to get to where I'm going. Let me get off that rabbit trail. The Bible says, Brother Shane, that when the priests dip their toes into the banks of of Jordan, that Jordan began to divide. Can I tell you that all you've got to do is keep on walking. If you've got a Jordan or a transition in front of you, don't get scared. Don't back up and don't retreat. But as soon as you're obedient and you put your foot in the water, God's going to divide it on your behalf and He's going to give you the ability to go over on the other side. The Bible said that the ground remained dry until all the people were passed clean over Jordan. Hallelujah. Look at somebody and say, we're getting ready to cross over. Uh-huh. We're getting ready to cross over. You see, this indicates that the waters, amen, above the passage place continued to flow and rise up like a dam filling up until there was a great heat covering the whole country above the place where they crossed over. But here's the thing. The Bible said that the priests stood firm. They were established in the midst or the middle of of that Jordan River that when the people passed over amen the priests and crossed over they were able to go on the other side and God spoke to me today and he told me he said tell somebody amen that is right at your Jordan just keep on walking don't give up I know the warfare is intensified in the mind but keep on doing what you're doing I know your body dealing with all kind of weirdness and pain. But keep on doing what you're doing. I know it seems like, amen, that everything is not working out the way that you wanted it to. But keep on pursuing. Keep on moving forward. Because God is dividing the water on your behalf. And on the other side of Jordan was their promise. On the other side of Jordan was Jericho. On the other side of Jordan was the place that God foretold that had milk and honey, that had pomegranates and grapes, amen, and cattle, amen, and fields. I'm here to tell you that on the other side of your Jordan is your victory. On the other side of your Jordan is your breakthrough. On the other side of your Jordan is your healing. On the other side of your Jordan is your family getting saved. On the other side of Jordan is your husband and wife coming in. On the other side of Jordan is that financial breakthrough that you've been believing and asking God for. On the other side of Jordan is that job God promised you. Oh yeah, hallelujah. On the other side of Jordan is that peace of mind. It's that joy unspeakable and full of glory. Your son's salvation is on the other side of Jordan. 
morning. He's standing there waiting on mama to get there. Do you hear what I'm saying? We can't stop now. But on the other side of Jordan is the promise of the Lord. What would have happened, Sister Louise Castro? What would have happened if Joshua said, we're going to, the priests are going to go. And we're going to just walk across Jordan. And they looked at him and said, nope, uh-uh, don't think so. <laughs> Pastor done lost his mind. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Some 15 plus years ago, and those folks who were here, amen, when Pastor Jeff approached the congregation and said, we're moving. I said, he's missed it. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Those that were at Delray. I said, wait a minute, Pastor. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We had a sanctuary. Nice high sanctuary. Overflow. Fellowship hall. We had about 20-some rooms downstairs. Eight bathrooms. I mean, it was a nice facility. And, he, and he's told the story before, and I'm not going to retell it. But then he comes and says, we're going we're gonna to go, and we're going to pursue the VFW. I said, we're going what? <laughs> and then we came and looked at this place before it looked like this. It was dark, strobe lights, black ceiling, stained walls, stuff piled up in the basement. I said, ah. And then we moved in here in a November. I sprayed the, and I was here with Pastor during the day. Spraying the walls and all the muck and grime falling down the walls, working until my hands are blistered. I'm like, I love you, Jeff, but I, <laughs> but now I understand what God was doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because God has strategically placed us in this location, gave us prime property. Because you can't help but see us when you come down High Street. And now, thank you, Brother Derek, we've got a sign that is illuminated. Come on. That you can't help but tell. Amen. When, that, when I see that sign at night, you know what I see? I see, amen, a sign that says there's refuge. There's hope. There's peace. Amen. If you need help, there's help. There's deliverance. Amen. Listen, if every other business is advertising what they're selling, why don't we just advertise what we have in this place of worship tonight? Is that all right? Hallelujah. I'm believing it. I'm believing it. Hallelujah. So I've come tonight to tell somebody, keep on moving because you're about ready to get over on the other side of Jordan. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Give the Lord one more hand clap of praise. I want to read one more scripture to you and then we're going to obey the Lord. Chapter 4, verse number 7. Then ye shall answer them that the waters of Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord when it, when, when it passed over Jordan and the waters of Jordan were cut off and these stones shall be a memorial unto the children of Israel forever. Here's what I want to tell you. The reason why I read that. When you get on the other side of Jordan, God's going to do something that you can't forget. Come on. 
What's a memorial? It's a place of remembrance. Why did God tell them to put stones there, Brother Mike? So that when the children saw those stones, they said, what meaneth the stones? They said, oh, let me tell you what happened. Huh, come on. Let me remind you what happened. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. When we get over on the other side of our transition, our other generations are going to look at us and say, how did that happen? Oh, let me tell you how that happened. Come on. God helped us go on the other side of Jordan. So my question to you is, are you out of Jordan tonight? Are you at a place of transitioning? A place of warfare? Yeah. Hmm? Can I tell you that I am? I'll just be honest with you. I am. I need the Lord to touch me physically. I need the Lord to touch, amen, my body. I need the Lord to help me in some areas of my life when it comes to that. I need the Lord to help me, amen, in some er other areas that I have brought before Him in petition. I'm out of Jordan. Amen. I need the Lord to touch my mind. Mm -hmm. The Lord to give me rest, amen, in my mind. I'm out of Jordan. And it tells me that I'm out of place, Sister Joanne, of transitioning. Mm -hmm. So instead of me dreading this downward, amen, spiral, Love. I'm going to rejoice because it's an indicator. Yes, amen. I told amen somebody before church. I said, it's an indicator that you're probably doing something right. Well. If you're fighting the way that you're fighting. Oh, yeah. Come on. If you didn't fight, then I would probably say you need to take inventory. But because you're fighting means you're a threat. It means you're making an impact somewhere. And the enemy knows it. Or can I just say it this way? The devil knows you're at the banks of Jordan. Come on. And he knows if you can just get over on the other side. It's over for him. Yep, yep. If he knows if you can just get over on the other side, you're going to put your hands on, your feet are going to walk on, you're going to receive what God has promised you that you can have. So tonight I've come to tell you, on the other side of Jordan is your promise. On the other side of your Jordan is your breakthrough. On the other side of Jordan is your healing. On the other side of Jordan, amen, Brother CJ, you can come. On the other side of Jordan is what you've been asking God for. I believe on the other side of Jordan, Brother Mike, is your sister's healing. Amen, that we pray for tonight. You say, why do you believe that? So if we're going to pray, we might as well believe God to do it. If we're going to take the time to pray, we might as well ask God to do it. Hallelujah. I was told before church, amen, that we need to pray for a lady by the name of Tina. Amen. I had a sister, amen, tell me before church, amen, that she ran into her at Kroger's, and Tina is facing cancer. I don't know who Tina is, but I believe tonight we can encourage Tina that if she can just get over on the other side of Jordan, God can take care of cancer. Amen. I was told tonight to pray for another uh, another lady by the name of Lynn who had a hip replacement and she's having complications with her hip and her feet. How many knows if Lynn can just get over on the other side of Jordan, God can heal her. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Pastor's dealing with us. Amen. What he's dealing with. If we can help Pastor Jeff get over on the other side of Jordan, he's going to come Sunday full of fresh fire. He's going to preach the house down. 
Everybody believe it tonight? Hallelujah. So let me ask you, if you're standing out here, Jordan, I want you to stand at your feet tonight and raise your hands. If you want to be honest and say, Brother Matt, I'm out of Jordan. Brother Matt, I'm out of Jordan. Hallelujah. I'm out of Jordan. I'm going to obey the Lord. Instead of you playing bass, I want you to help me. Is that all right? Can you all do it without a bass? 